Hey, what's going on? This is the Educated Guest Podcast. I'm Justin, your host. If this is your first time listening, I just want to say thank you, first and foremost, for becoming a part of this community, you know, welcoming us into your ears, into your heart, into your life for the day and hopefully many days to come. If you're coming back after listening to one or 100 or 150 or 170 lectures that we've given over the past two and a half years, I also want to thank you in particular. Um, If you're anything like me, then you're probably very curious, mostly about the ethos of an organization as opposed to the specifics of, you know, the content or the specifics of the subject matter, the relationships and how long it's been around. But what does it stand for? Like, what's the what's the energy behind things? And I have to go back to April 2018, a time where we were asking questions about what it meant to maybe acquire art school education acquire an education that perhaps was fleeting for some and nostalgic for others. Essentially what we discovered is that there's a gap between the four walls of the institution as it pertains to these centuries old and you know, in some instances decades old art school institutions that charge tens of thousands of dollars per, per year to acquire some information that could be attained in different patterns in different ways. And also we learned that vice versa, as we assess the public, we also realized that there are some gaps in knowledge that you just can't get by simply trying and trial and error over and over and over again without frustrating yourself. So what we tried to do and what we've been doing for the past two and a half years is to close that gap, to learn through proximity, to bring the treasures of the inside to the outside and the treasures of the outside to the inside. So what you'll find in our archive is over 170 plus hours of lectures, whether guest lectures and dialogue with some of the most brilliant practitioners that I've had a chance to come across in my time. And also for me directly from my experiences. And I hope you, you know, if any of this sounds interesting to you, then we highly, highly encourage that you go to educated-guest.com and subscribe to our email newsletter. We don't barrage you. We don't bother you with a whole bunch of emails over and over and over. Um, instead, we just give information when we think it's valuable and we summarize what we've done previously and we announce what we're about to do. Over the span of the last two and a half years, we've announced partnerships with Adidas. We've announced events with Amamonier. We've announced... Um, partnerships with nonprofits who specialize in education through agriculture. Uh, We've announced some great partnerships with the likes of the High Museum in Atlanta and others. Um, So if you stay tuned via email newsletter, that's the best way to stay plugged in and really keep track of all things related to this organization. So that said, um, this particular episode is recorded and released um, retroactively, primarily because And what that means is I recorded it after the date that it's shown on the release date for two reasons. One, I was sick during this time. Um, Unfortunately, I tested positive for COVID and was pretty much out of commission for um, a number of weeks. So during that time, all things related to this platform went silent. And hopefully you can respect my own health and the health of those around me and We're all better now as far as I can see. Um, So during this time, I wanted to still preserve 
the archive for those who want to go back, you know, a year from now and really see how thoughts have evolved and what the plans have evolved into and what we talked about along the way. So these were planned episodes that we wanted to still release. So if you're catching this and wondering where it's been and why it's here and, you know, why you didn't know about it immediately, it's probably because it's all released in this bundle all at one time, um, retro dated. Uh, so today, um, Dating this particular lecture on December 4th is particularly interesting uh, for those who know me personally. Um, I know there's tens of thousands of people across the world listening, and I know that not everybody knows me personally. So um, it's probably important to state that today's topic is particularly dear to me because I'm covering one of the founders of an organization that I chose to join uh, going on 10 years ago, um, roughly seven and a half years ago. And uh, what we're talking about is Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, and it was founded 114 years ago on December 4th of 1906. And it's we're not talking about the organization, but I'm prefacing who are our, our subject today with that sort of personal interest of mine so that people can understand why this is particularly interesting and timely. Um, so Werner Woodson Tandy is one of the seven founders, and he was very um, instrumental in my understanding of both uh, racial politics and um, the politics within the profession of architecture, within the profession of design, seeing the rarity of um, one who is responsible for the built environment at a time, you know, in early 20, early, early 20th century and really seeing how he was able to break through and how instrumental that was, both in the realm of the history of the fraternity as well as the history of professional practice as we as it relates to you know African American um, architects. So it's pretty interesting as we start going down the rabbit hole of his life, being born in Lexing- Lexington, Kentucky, um, he was actually the first registered black architect in the state of New York. so, Studied initially Tuskegee Institute, yet graduated from Cornell in 1907 and ended up practicing in New York City. Some of Tandy's uh, most famous commissions, one of them was the work for Madame C.J. Walker. And this was commissioned at a time for $250,000. So you got to think about sort of how far ahead. I mean, if you think about it, contemporary region, I mean, thinking about it in contemporary terms to the time of, you know, early 20th century, the plight of black Americans and the relatively the relatively common narrative this portrayed is that, you know, there was a, it was a time of struggle, it was a time of strife, which of course there were immense amounts of um, rigidity, immense amounts of red tape, immense amounts of politics and very, you know, overt race, uh, racism as well as systemic racism. So we, we started going down this rabbit hole. We were able to see clearly that actually there are also people still thriving during this time. And that's a narrative that we really wanted to tell right now with regard to Vertner. And in addition to Madam C.J. Walker's house, we begin to see a story in which African-Americans could actually practice and trailbla- trailblaze and to set the stage and to 
truly project an image and not just an image, but a, a manifestation of the promise of the American profession of architecture. And we have very few people to actually look at with regard to this promise. I mean, outside of the designer of Duke University's West Campus, there aren't too many people. I mean, I'm sure there aren't too many people that are widely known as um, sort of pioneers, particularly black American pioneers of architecture in the early 20th century. So it's important that we at least note the name of Vert Woodson Tandy as um, sort of a, a stone worth, a stone who's responsible for the con- construction of the arch that we can walk through. And it's, it's kind of irrelevant whether we debate whether he's, it's irrelevant if we debate he's the cornerstone or if he's, you know, one of the secondary stones or the primary driver. And instead, what I'm hoping to do today is to simply provide a quick note that recognizes that he is an incredibly important figure in the realm of architecture. And while not many popular architecture forms will note his emergence, note his importance in the history and in the canon, it's important that we at least start talking about the relative importance of social context as opposed to a particularly stylistic context. And if we can do that, then the work that you know he produced out of Tandy and Foster with regard to the Ivy Delft apartments or the St. Philip's Episcopal Church, um, particularly in the context of um, the Harlem Renaissance and understanding him in context of history as a purveyor of the architectural profession is, I think is invaluable to our understanding of just how much, um, just how far he, he, he was able to bring the profession and bring um, the culture to the profession, culture's relationship to the profession, as well as all of the other people out there that are incredibly indebted to um, him and others um, with regard to the success they've achieved. So today, you know, I wish there was more to say with regard to Verdner, but what I'm hoping to do is at least put a quick bullet point, a quick pin in your in your brain to remember and to honor the life and the work of Verdner Woodson Tandy in the way that we revere the work of others who we've come to find out and unsurprisingly finding out that there are many people who have been acknowledged as parts of the architectural canon for their stylistic choices and their stylistic um, sort of inspiration that they've said or their you know referential content within their style and their typolo- typological choices that have become very popular. Um, that we've come to find out that they are incredibly fascist and incredibly, um, they're just not good role models. Let's put it that way. So the interesting thing is that as we create the canon, as we start thinking about who's worth studying and who's worth remembering, who's worth, you know, sort of posturing our, our respective practices, our respective careers, and started to look for those role models in history, I think this sets an interesting, you know, sort of provocation for a broader conversation, a broader conversation that starts talking about maybe there's an expansion of the canon that's not necessarily always based on 
the symbol. Um, it's not always based on the idea of the referential image or something that can be used as a precedent or maybe there's good referential material in a lot of people for the way that they practiced or their social context or perhaps their relationship to the community because there are a lot of architects that we study there are a lot of designers that we study there are a lot of you know urban um urban designers or even ethnographers that we study and we we revere and we we, we like the way that they have established a huge company or a huge design studio or a famous design studio, but they are completely divorced from the tourist or they're com completely divorced from the objects or the conversation within the city. And to sort of think about and imagine the life and the time and the work of Ferdinand Woodson Tandy within context of the Harlem Renaissance, it's impossible to sort of divorce the two. We're forced to consider the two as mutually um, complementary benefits and complementary um, parts of society. So these are just a few provocational um, thoughts, provocative thoughts rather, that are worth going along with and worth like thinking about as you start thinking about your small practice or thinking about your small um, company or even your your small contribution to a larger company that you might be working for. So the context of this particular well-read segment is to think about, you know, if you're someone who's looking to start your practice, if you're someone who's looking for a style or looking for a subject matter or a type or a typology or a program that you're interested in, if you're an architect or if you're interested in a particular um, typology of furniture or a type of um, website or a type, any, any sort of type, if you're trying to categorize yourself in your practice and be known for something, it's important to consider the other people in history who are known for their social contribution in addition to um, their symbolic contribution. So these are things that are worth thinking about. I really, really admire the work and the social work of Verdner Woodson Tandy as somewhat of a um, multidisciplinary and interdisciplinary in practice at the time, um, coming off the heels of founding an entire fraternity that has been, that is, was the first African-American fraternity. And also um, something that could, I mean, last 114 years. Uh, there aren't too many things on earth that can last 114 years. And in addition to that, running off right off the heels of that, starting a practice and becoming the first black registered architect. I mean, these are noteworthy things that seem just bullet point esque and something that could be in a bio and maybe in, you know, a brief, you know, word about someone. But what I invite you to do is to really think about these things in context today. And if any of this makes sense or if any of this is interest, interesting to you, if you have extra extra thoughts to add. If you have extra context, maybe a story or two, maybe some points of research where we can deepen this particular study, deepen this conversation, continue the conversation, I really advise you and invite you to just send us a quick note, um, whether it be at educated underscore underscore guests on Instagram, we'll be sure to respond to you there. Or if you're interested, you can reply to one of the emails that we send out as a um, correspondence on a monthly basis. So. 
looking forward to hearing from you all, looking forward to talking to you all, and looking forward to many more lectures like this. And if you like this sort of thing, one more thing, if you like this sort of thing and it seems like some something that you want to be a part of, um, one thing that you can do that I haven't really been on top of over the past two and a half years, but colleagues and uh, partners and sponsors and that sort of thing in the past have let me know that just leaving a review and particularly if you use Apple Podcasts, leaving a review greatly, greatly increases the time and the chance for some of this information to get out to the world. So really, really highly encourage you to, to share with a friend, screenshot, timestamp that makes sense for you, and we'll go from there. So thanks again for your time. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Peace.